You're listening to The Lively Show, episode number 12. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with me this week. Today's episode, we're talking about constantly learning and investing in yourself with Amber Housley. I chose Amber Housley of amberhousley.com to talk about this subject because Amber represents constantly learning to me more than anyone else that I know. Amber is constantly investing in herself and in her business and most importantly in her education for both. And I've seen this as I've gotten to know her over the last year or two and I really wanted to bring her on to hopefully spread that enthusiasm for learning that she has with us today. In the show, Amber's going to talk about how she broke into the wedding invitation, wedding planning, and event planning markets with a full-time job. She is no joke, guys. It's really inspiring to hear that she has built this business while having a full-time job. It's really crazy. But she's also going to explain how her mindset shifts from thinking that her full-time job was a detriment to her business is actually an asset to her business is really powerful. For those that used to read the Wish I Knew Wednesday newsletters, she had the most popular guest posts exactly on this subject. And last but not least, we're going to talk about a variety of ways that you can invest in yourself. We'll talk about live conferences, online courses, free social media content, you name it. We're going to talk about how to get the most out of each of those things. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much for being on the show, Amber. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so let's get started with your career background and how you got to where you are. Absolutely. Um, I graduated from the University of Nevada, Reno, and um, I had a communications degree. And pretty much right out of college, I decided to go into the marketing and advertising world. And um, I'm a native of Las Vegas, so I moved back home. Really? And, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you were always in Nashville. Nope, nope. Um, yeah, I'm actually from the West Coast. So um, yeah, grew up in Southern California and Las Vegas. Yeah. So I mean, it's a great, it's actually it was a great city to grow up in. I know that sounds crazy to some people. Um, <laughs> I turned out fine uh, living there. And I started working um, with a marketing firm that specialized in hotel and gaming resorts, um, you know, given the Las Vegas Strip is so close. So I just kind of got into that right away. And I really liked it. Like I had really planned on climbing the corporate ladder. And uh, my husband, he worked in the healthcare industry and he had a job offer to move us to Nashville. And we got engaged and we got on the road and we moved to Nashville. So um, that was eight years ago. Okay. I was going to say, you seems like you've been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm starting to feel, and I have like a slight accent now. It's kind of funny. People, <laughs> people point that out. They think I'm a native. Yeah. That's what I always thought because of the accent. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so we moved to Nashville and I kind of picked right up where, you know, I left off in Vegas and, and got another job with a uh, digital marketing firm and they needed someone that had a hotel and gambling resort background. So I kind of just started doing that again. And I started also at the same time planning our wedding. And we decided that 
we wanted to get married in Nashville and have kind of like a Southern experience for all of our family and friends because, um, you know, there's a certain allure with Nashville um, in the South in general, especially for people who live on the West Coast. They, they just, you know, they just want a piece of it and come experience it. So um, we decided to make our wedding there and have everybody kind of travel to us. And uh, it was great. And I really loved the whole wedding planning experience. I had done and dabbled in a little bit of event planning um, at my job in Las Vegas. Um, I had to put on private events for a lot of gaming executives on like the rooftops of hotels. It was really fun for, you know, a 22-year-old to be doing those sorts of things then. So it kind of really just kind of got me into that whole event planning um, background. So I kind of married that two together um, after I was married here in Nashville in 2007 and um, kind of started my own business. Um, at the same time as, you know, having a little bit of event planning background, I also had a design background. That was just something that always was a, a, a tool that I had to use in my job in some way or another to help edit graphics or things for brochures and, and anything that had to be done. So I started also designing invitations on the side and kind of just just married those passions together and and made a business out of it and um, did it kind of on the side with my business. Yeah. So that's kind of just how I got to that. Um, I guess you could say about five years ago is kind of where my business was born here in Nashville. That's amazing. And so since then, you have done a lot, Amber. You are one of, I believe, one of the busiest people I personally know in terms of what the breadth of what you do. So besides invitation, so it started there, but mm-hmm. now it's much more. What else is involved with Amber Housley? Yeah, um, so Amber Housley um, really became like, I guess kind of a lifestyle brand, if that's what you're gonna call it. Yeah. Um, so I, I do wedding planning now and wedding design. Um, I have a big love of event design and details and that kind of marries really closely with all of the stationery and paper design. Um, I love to brand events and, and really make experience Experiences. Every little detail that you see, you know, from the save the date that goes in the mailbox to little details that kind of surprise the guests when they arrive from out of town or even at the reception. So um, I have a big passion for that. I also do lifestyle blogging on my website. We, we kind of focus majority on weddings and more with like a Southern, like very Southern creative weddings is what we do best. We also have a little bit of lifestyle. My my mom, she really kind of raised me in this household um, that was amazing in that she always threw the best parties growing up. And I think that's where a lot of my love for parties and details come from. So she just kind of taught me a lot of things about like just taking care of a home and, and decorating it and, you know, having meaningful things that are kind of meaningful to your family and traditions around holidays. And um, so I do a little bit of lifestyle blogging as well. And then, and then the final piece is Amber Housley Inspired. And that just kind of came out of, you know, my love for learning and helping other women that are out there that are building these creative businesses. Um, I am definitely a person that loves to tell people like what I think <laughs> in like in a way to help them. Like I just want to like give advice to everybody, whether sometimes they like it or not, <laughs> um, just because I just want to help people and just tell them how they can do things better. And, and that's kind of where Amber Housley Inspired came from. So yeah. Okay, so actually, and I've actually spoken last year at AH Inspired, and it's a really, really awesome event. You have another one this year, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. For now, I want to also, I want to point out right now, so you've talked about your career background with this digital agency and everything that you've now done with this conference. You have the wedding planning, the party planning, the details. You have your own 
Jessica is your full-time or part-time assistant? She is my Mm part-time. Yeah. So you already have a team growing here, but what else do you also still have? Um, I also have a full-time job. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just got someone who recently asked me, you know, to have more people who are, have an eight to five. I don't know if your job is specifically, is it an eight to five for you? Um, eight, eight to five, nine to six. Like it's, it's flexible, but it is like, you know, a, a traditional corporate job. Yes. It is amazing. So mm-hmm. I think, and I actually, you've done the most popular guest post newsletter from Wish I Knew, which is my old newsletter for business advice in the past years. You wrote about how you did that. And I think it it really resonated with a lot of people. And I think that it's so powerful. So I'm glad we got to share that you have been able to do both. Mm -hmm. Is there any quickly, I know this isn't the topic of the conversation today, what's allowed you to build your own team while you're still part of another team and have this huge business and, you know, full-time career? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess one of the, the great things about when I decided to, to bring on Jessica as one of my part-time employees was the reason why I did it kind of to get behind that was, you know, I could possibly go ahead and leave my full-time job, definitely. And that would be a really big risk, though. And since I am balancing, you know, my family, I have two two young children. And um, just those kinds of risks aren't things that I'm like willing to make for my family yet. And for me, it was like, I can do all these things right now. I mean, sometimes very well and sometimes very not balancing wise, just with me alone. So what, what could I be capable of with bringing somebody else on um, and kind of training her and coaching her on, you know, how to like help run my business successfully as well. And let's see how much more we can accomplish if there's one and a half of us. Because even if I were to leave my full-time job, it would still just be me. So I think that's that was kind of the risk that was behind it. And um, it's been really wonderful just learning how to be a leader. I've taken a lot of the things I've learned from, you know, working in the corporate world for, I guess it's been... 10, 12 years now since I graduated college and um, just taking things that I've learned in, in corporate America and applying them to my small business, which sounds crazy because I think a lot of people want to start their businesses to get away from corporate culture. And I get that, but there's a lot of great things that corporate America does do in terms of like learning how to be professional, like how to work, you know, how to send emails. Like there's a way that you need to send an email in a professional manner. I know it sounds silly, but there's just a ton of training that I've gotten in corporate America that I'm able to just transfer that some of that knowledge to my own business. That's been, you know, a wonderful investment in itself. What else has been a really important part of your success in terms of growing Amber Housley on top of everything that you're doing? Yeah, well, I think when when you have your full-time job still, you're able to take, you know, your profits or your revenues and invest it in, in parts of your business that you maybe wouldn't have been otherwise. I'm not as worried about having to put the food on the table from my paycheck. So that means I'm able to make other decisions that maybe other small business owners weren't. Um, for example, I did branding of Amber Housley uh, about two years ago. And that was a really, really big investment for me that I know that had it been just me and, and again, putting food on the table and, and that, you know, thing looming over my head, I don't think I would have said yes to that, doing that project. And I, you know, I hired an outside team to do that. And, you know, it was a really big check to write. And I don't want to say it was more comfortable because it's still a lot of money, but um, it is, it's like, it's a, there's, other things I was able to invest in and, and make those decisions because I had a full-time job still. Again, I just think it's so powerful for anyone that does have a full-time job that might be working on their own thing on the side to see that as an asset, that the job is an asset and that it helps your business move forward rather than holds it back. 
Okay. So when I think about you, Amber, I always think about you going out and investing in yourself and your business. Like we were just talking about with your investment you've made. How integral has that been to your success? Uh, it's been huge. I mean, it, kind of like when I use the example for, for branding, when I decided to do that two years ago, that's how choosing to go out there and participate and attend a lot of different conferences and workshops. Again, those were business decisions that I don't think I would have been able to make otherwise. You could kind of say that like the last five years of my business has been like all about reinvesting in the business. I mean, taking all of, you know, any extra profits that were made and just putting it right back in. So, you know, when I am ready to take that leap, like I'm going to take it like having this huge, you know, almost like my own degree made for my business. Yeah, that's exactly what I kind of sense from, you know, working with you and being around you and everything is that you really take that learning and investing seriously. So what does it look like for you? Have you, do you have a specific methodology in terms of how you invest in yourself? Uh, not, not so much. Actually, I've even learned to like scale down. You could say almost in the last <laughs> year, um, I am a new mom. Again, I have a five-year-old son and then I have Kayla who is a four-month-old baby. So, you know, just deciding where my priorities are. And right now my priorities are with my family this year. And so that means like not traveling as much. So the kind of my learning then takes a different shape. Um, and I, I'm more selective. You know, this makes me think of a really good example. A couple of years ago, I went to um, a conference. It's called Engage and it's a um, luxury wedding conference. Um, they held it. They hold it about twice a year and it's for um, vendors or, or people who are in the wedding industry that serve a luxury market, usually of a higher price point. And um, it's a really big investment to go. And that was like kind of my like big goal at one time. Like, you know, if I was going to go to any conference, Engage was the one that was going to be it. And I went to that and it was an amazing experience. I got so much out of it, relationships, learning, everything. And, you know, it was so wonderful that the very next time it came available, I signed right back up again. And I was in the pool, I'm kind of fast forwarding. I went to the second conference and I was in the pool because usually you get there like the day before you get to have a little R&R before all of, you know, the education starts. And um, one of the other attendees kind of turned to me and was like, hey, Amber, you know, what's your game plan for while you're here? And I was like, game plan? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, what are your goals? Like, wh what do you want to get out of this? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, I really got a lot out of the last one. But, you know, so I just thought I had to show up to the next one because the first one was so amazing. And, you know, this one will be just as amazing. And I, it, that really like stuck with me. And it's something that's came to mind now. You know, that was about two years ago that conversation happened about how, I need to be very intentional when I do choose my educational opportunities, when I do decide to go to a conference, like to have a game plan and to, to know what I really want to get out of it. Because if I just show up, then it's just going to happen. And sure, it could be wonderful and amazing. But if you're just not intentional with what you want to get out of it, who you want to meet, who you want to talk you know, with, like all of these opportunities that you wouldn't get otherwise with these people that are attending the conference too, um, then it's just going to happen and it's just going to be, you know, something you attended and, and you can't really, you know, find any like learning or concrete things that you got out of it, if that makes sense. That's amazing. And actually makes me think that it's so much more than just conferences. Like what if we had that motivation 
when we're, for example, reading a book or taking an online course mm-hmm. or or anything when we're investing in ourselves to know what we're wanting to get out of it yeah. rather than just signing up. I think there is a powerfulness, especially the first time you go to things. Yes, yeah, so just to be there and be present and to engage as fully as possible because you can get so much out of that experience alone. But I feel especially I relate to your the second year of going to a conference. Mm-hmm. I remember my first year of going to Alt Summit and it was just blown away by the whole experience as a whole, the learning that I got and everything. But the second year, it didn't quite hold the same kind of, yeah. uh, I don't know, like feeling or, or takeaways. So the goals especially, I think, are really powerful for those kind of, those follow-ups for conferences, but it, it could apply to any time we want to invest in ourselves. I think you brought up a good point about, um, you know, sometimes like maybe you'll return a second time to a conference or workshop and it won't, you won't have the same feeling that maybe you had the first time, but sometimes you'll find like even the smallest little bits and pieces that like maybe as a whole, you look back and say, ah, oh, that experience, it was okay. Like maybe I wouldn't do that again, but there, there may have been like one little nugget of information that like has a huge impact on your business. And that actually happened to me with, um, I went to Alt Summit and that's actually where I met you in person yes, for the first time. Yes, the workshop. Yes. Things I'm afraid to tell you. Yes. And so, like, that was a great experience. As a whole, the the conference there, like, it was more of one of those things, like, I wanted to just go and check it out. And um, there was a couple um, people that I wanted to meet there. And um, I really loved your breakout session. And then there was another session there that was on the very last day. I think it was, like, a Saturday. And that's when people could do optional activities and leave. So one of them was the Allison show, Allison. Okay. And I guess she's a pretty big deal. Like, and I follow her now on social media and I really love her videos and, and things she puts out there. But anyway, so Allison from the Allison show, she had a breakout session where um, she just showed how you used um, iMovie and literally like you brought your laptop and she just showed you like from start to finish, this is how you edit a video. This is how you make a short film. And it was just like basic little steps. And oh my goodness, like I left there and I felt so empowered. Like I know how to do this now there's so many like things I can do with this like piece of information that I learned in a 45 minute class that's awesome and that's a great point I can relate to just thinking about my second year at Alt Summit yeah there were definitely moments that were very important but even if the overall feeling is not as you know profound as the first time so okay outside of conferences which we've talked a lot about are there other things you do to invest in yourself because I just I sense that you're just constantly learning. Yeah, I am. I think, you know, it was really fun discovery. I finally took um, strengths finder test. If you've done one. Yes. Yes. And so one of, one of my strengths is that, and I forget which one it is. I don't think it is it input. I think that's what it is. And it means that you just like, anytime you learn anything, you just want to go and like learn more about it. Or if you have a question, you want to like just Google it and research the heck out of it. So you can like basically take these little tiny nuggets of information and share them like with other people like that kind of goes into my whole advice thing that I love to give um so that was a really great thing like to find out that that is like a natural strength that I have and passion so I I, you know I follow a lot of people um if we were to talk about social media like I tend to be very intentional with my social media following um usually it's people that inspire me in some way um and on the same time, people that I can learn from. And so I choose to, you know, subscribe to different blogs and newsletters, um, like yours, for example. You put out a ton of great free content and things that, like, you know, that build up my education. And I follow a lot of other people similar to you. And that's where I get, you know, that's where my reading takes place, it seems like, these days. 
Do you do any online courses? Because that's another great place to look. Or do you do any book reading? Or is it mostly the the online content and the in-person experiences that you get the most out of? It's mostly, yeah, just given my life right now, I don't have much time to read books anymore. I'm, I have a, a whole stack, a whole bookcase of wonderful, like Seth Godin type books on my bookshelf right now that have not been read. <laughs> um, but uh, he does do like, you know, a daily blog post or a daily email. So I do get his. Um, but online courses, you know, I've done Skillshare is a great one. What have you taken on Skillshare? Because I've heard of it, but I've never actually done it personally. One, like Skillshare is great because they have like tiny little like pieces of learning, like rather than these big whole, you know, subjects. Um, One was like vectorizing um, your hand lettering. So like hand lettering is a really popular trend right now in the paper world and stationery. So I was just learning some extra techniques on how I could vectorize my stuff. So yeah. That's great. What other things would people find on Skillshare that they might want to sign up for? Um, gosh, you can find anything on there. Um, is it mostly computer skills? Yes. Okay. There we go. All right. That's great. Computer or like they even do like calligraphy classes if you want to do that and you can follow along and learn how to do calligraphy. But besides Skillshare, I was going to say another one that's been really great that I've used is, um, Nicole's classes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I think I have. I think a client mentioned them to me. Well, classes is really good. I like, um, I really like their, their learning platform and they are, again, they're more for catered to graphic design. So they have like a lot of basic classes, um, for like, you know, illustrator 101, Photoshop 101. And then, um, like for me, I'm self-taught on all those programs. So like I can do really great things with them, but they're all like just the ways that I learned and just figured it out along. Um, you know, it wasn't like a textbook I ever read or, um, so I have to go and lean on these classes like Nicole's classes when there's like little things that I need to learn how to do. Like they have a great pattern making class in there. So um, like I know how I do it, but maybe there's like a better way to do it. You know, the more professional way that like there's certain steps that maybe I'm skipping. Um, that's where a lot of these classes kind of can benefit you. Thank you for sharing that. Actually, I also want to relate to this concept of investing in ourselves and learning. I was someone personally who went to a business school that was very formal business education and didn't learn about how to grow my own business very practically. So I got really burnt out on the idea that education had something to offer me more than experience did. So I was very like bullheaded about, I know things because I've done them and I'll learn and I'll hit my head against the wall and I'll learn how to do it better the next time. And that's pretty much how my business for the first 14 years really happened. It wasn't so much investing in um, learning. It was investing in experience, investing in, for example, maybe doing PR with a with my jewelry company and figuring out what that was like through maybe talking to a few people before doing it, but otherwise going in, learning it, realizing what it was like, and then either staying or, or leaving. And then I had that experience to come with me and help other people. But I will say myself for this last year, I started reading 15 minutes a day from a mental, like a nonfiction book. Mm. Usually it's a business book for me for the most part. And then 15 minutes a day from a spiritual perspective, something that was going to help me there. And that little tiny habit of a half hour of reading a day, just 15 minutes in one book and 15 in the other has changed everything. I feel like I'm in a renaissance and I feel like I'm now touching on what you have been doing for so many years perhaps because of your personality being an input person, I'm now like, oh my gosh, there's so much to gain from learning from other people that is actually relevant. I think I've realized that maybe education in a formal sense is not always most applicable for people, for example, in an online context, 
But there are people that know what they're doing wherever we are. There are people that have learned and gained so much in relevant areas for ourselves. We just need to find those sources and invest in, in them. One of the things I could suggest as well beyond books, which are great, podcasts are fantastic. Also, Creative Live is a great place. It sounds like Skillshare a little bit, but the topics are varied. Um, there are creative mm-hmm. like courses, like I think like you're talking about with skills, but also I watched one for two days all on email marketing <laughs> and they're completely free when you watch them live. And if you don't, if you're not able to obviously like maybe yeah. have a day job or you weren't able to put the time into the, for the two days that it taped live, then you can purchase them for about a hundred dollars. So there's a lot to be gained from programs out there beyond just live experiences. Do you find the live experiences are your most beneficial? I think they are just because of the it's more than just the learning that takes place in the in-person one. I mean, you you absorb it so much more. But I think it's the other attendees that are there. Just having one-on-one time with other people that kind of get you. Because that's, I think, a lot of struggle a lot of us creatives have is that, you know, maybe a lot of us work from home. or We, you know, work in these bubbles that our, our family and our spouses and everyone, they can't really relate. So, you know, going to these in-person workshops, like you kind of meet your people who think the same way that you do and are passionate about the same things that you are. And, you know, you can, you, you'll learn to, even in conversations that you'll have over dinner or in breakout sessions that, you know, you wouldn't have the opportunity if you were just, you know, behind a laptop or computer. I completely agree. I think those friendships I've met in person have formed some of the, the deepest connections and they they carry over online afterwards as well and it's you know and it's amazing I've there's so many neat projects or that have come out of friendships that I've made at workshops like I could even say that a lot of my really close friends in this world don't live in my own town anymore they're they're people that I met and bonded over at conferences and workshops believe it or not and then we've worked on special projects together in other ways like just found ways to work together because you know so we can see each other and and still you know be a part of each other's lives even beyond the workshop have you ever heard of masterminding or have you ever done a mastermind group i have not i know what it is like i've I've seen it but i've never done one participated in one no Neither have I, but I'm really excited personally to kind of check something um, like that out myself in the near future. I'm really excited about them. I've heard so many great things, but um, as far as people that might be not able to travel or may not have the investment they can make into a conference, because sometimes they're honestly not cheap to fly out there, to stay there, to Mm -hmm. pay for the conference. There are great opportunities, but they're not always you know, possible for people, but things like mastermind groups could be a great alternative for those who want to collaborate with more people and have those more, um, genuine, not genuine, but deeper connections and do it often in a free way. So something to look into. Well, and I think also, you know, I, I speak of these workshops and conferences, like sometimes it's good to look local and not just have to think about all these ones, these big ones that are maybe in other states and you have to travel far too. I would like encourage others to to look at sometimes workshops that are in your area that maybe aren't like exactly labeled as your industry or as your like profession or service, business offering, whatever. Um, because I've actually, in the beginning, I attended a lot of workshops that were came to Nashville that were for photographers. And oh, yeah, because photographers, they, they have a lot going on. Like they're really into marketing and they're very into like business building. There's a lot of people out there that are great, like people like speaking to the photography community that are teaching them a lot of great business tools. And, you know, usually I would be the only person in there that was not a 
photographer. Um, you know, I was there for, to build my wedding planning and my stationary business. And there's so much information that I could to fit my own business mold. Like there was still something applicable in every way. And you'd still get that, you know, in-person connection. And again, these aren't even specifically business only things we could do. These could be for any interest that we might have outside of even that in our personal life. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done anything and invested in yourself outside of your business? Yeah, um, I did. Well, in the end, it always relates back to my business because my business is about my passions. But like I took a canning class, um, you know, to can vegetables and fruit. really? Yeah, yeah. Took a canning class. Um, You know, that's real popular in the South. So one of the local um, like colleges, they have, you know, just special interest, you know, one night offering classes. And we met in a home of a lady and there was probably like, you know, 15 of us adults and we learned how to can strawberry jam and pepper jelly oh. jam. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that I've always wanted to learn how to do. I've, you know, started doing, growing my own garden here in our backyard. And that's just a skill I wanted to learn. And, and it was neat. It was like, you know, you feel like you're back in, I don't know, uh, elementary school or something, you know, like a fun class that you get credit for. <laughs> Lastly, I want to say, as far as another alternative for people that want to invest in themselves and learn in affordable ways, and they don't have to leave their home, I have recently become obsessed with YouTube in terms of using it as a YouTube university, basically. I will think of the mentors I would love to have that may be dead or alive at this point. They might not even be alive uh, anymore like Stephen Covey, but I will spend my lunch hours actually YouTube searching someone that I really admire and then finding a video that that person put out there and then watching it and getting all of this great inspiration and great content that they probably shared at a live event that had a very high ticket price and may have happened years before, but I can get all of that same insight because there's so many long form videos available online from recordings of live events. So it's another thing to consider in terms of getting free advice and content from really high value sources. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what would you recommend for someone who wants to invest in themselves more? Usually, you know, when you're you're wanting to invest in yourself more um, and you already probably have your eye on some places that you want to go to. And I'm thinking more of, you know, outside of your home for workshops and conferences, like, you know, make a list of them. Think of the ones that, you know, you're going to get the most out of that are applicable to your own business. Like kind of when I talked earlier about, you know, having a plan and having, you know, being intentional and goal setting with these. One thing I've said to people in the past is that you are capable of more than you know, and you're capable of doing things that you didn't realize you were. And for example, the Engage conference, one of the first conferences I ever went to, had a very big price tag on it. I mean, they have these, uh, you know, four or five star luxury resorts because it's for the luxury market. Huge investment to make, okay? But once I, you know, broke down all the costs, you know, had a number and said, okay, I have to do X now to reach this number. Like I have to sell, you know, this many things and then I will achieve it. And it's amazing. Like when you set yourself up like that, like of how, how you become a salesperson and how you like really get out there and you can say hit the pavement and you make it happen. If you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. And that's kind of what I did. And that's how I kind of view a lot of those like higher price things is like, if you want it bad enough, you'll get out there and you'll sell enough to make it happen if you want it that bad. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like what you said to summarize it is there's two steps. Pick the one to start that you really think is the most beneficial, not necessarily the easiest one or the cheapest one, but to pick the one you think you that you want the most Mm -hmm. and then back out what you need to earn in order to get there and make it happen. Yes. 
I think that's a great place to start. I do agree also before when I was like miss experience only more than learning from other people, I did the same thing. That's what got me to actually start learning besides the reading habit that I started. I went to Alt Summit before the reading habit began and that was the one I wanted to go to. And I, was, I wasn't really considering any others because I didn't know of many because I wasn't mm-hmm. personally in that world yet. But I knew that that one would be a high value experience for me and I was willing to make it happen. And now it's actually, ironically, other things might be less expensive or what have you, but I'm more interested in finding other opportunities to do as well. But really when you're just getting started, sometimes that the biggest, most powerful one is the place to start when you can. Right. And I mean, like in the whole phrase or piece of advice of start before you're ready, there's so many people who I think, or even myself in my own history, like I've thought, oh, I'm really not good enough to be there yet. Like I need to wait until I'm, you know, have, you know, sold this or I've made this happen or I've, I've have a fancy website. Like I can't possibly show up to these, you know, places, you know, as an amateur. And I'd really encourage people to kind of like push that to the side because usually everybody is so focused on their own insecurities sometimes at these conferences and they're worried about like, you know, friends that they will make and, you know, they're not really worried about you. And that whole start before you're ready, like just show up. Sometimes like the most important part is just getting it through the door. And, you know, there's going to be amazing things that will come out of it just if you just get there. Yeah. And it really encourages you. It gives you the jumpstart into coming home if you are someone that works online specifically there's so much to like enthusiasm and energy and momentum that's gained at events so i totally mm-hmm. agree it can carry through the rest of the year so let's talk a little bit about your doubts and resistance what have you had to face in your career or your life um i think having the whole full-time job thing has always felt kind of like a you know like a gray cloud over my head in terms of limitations, like, or, you know, worry about what, how others view me. And that's something that I've dealt with, you know, in the last couple of years and, um, really kind of, I guess, embraced it more so in the last year or two. Um, it was something that I never really talked about, you know, um, I hate, like, I don't want to think that there's like some kind of facade online of like, you know, this is, this is my business. And then this is the real Amber, because it's not like that. But I would be concerned about others, you know, just viewing me that I wasn't able to deliver because of the full-time job, when in reality, I am able to deliver and so much more and only enhance the experience. And it's just something that I've just kind of dealt with, I guess over the last couple of years. Is it mostly, is that resistance internally for yourself or do you feel like you've actually faced that from other people? I think it's it's probably internally more so. I've never had anyone like question me or yeah. In fact, most people are like blown away and very <laughs> encouraged. Like, wow, you can do all that and you still have your job and you have a family. And, and I guess I wish I had like some kind of like magic formula that I could tell, oh yeah, everybody, you can do this too. I don't, I just it's just how my life has been. And I guess I just kind of embraced it. Um, I think I said in your newsletter that um, once I finally kind of flipped the switch on my thinking that, you know, instead of always thinking of this job as, you know, um, you know, something that I just have to get through every day and it's horrible and someday I won't have to do it anymore. And, you know, my business will be everything. And when I flipped the switch and instead became, okay, you know, this is my situation. Like my job is just another 
thing that is, I don't want to say on my to-do list, but you know, in the morning you have to get up and shower, brush your teeth. Well, I still have to work. And um, at the same time, like I've implemented all kinds of processes and systems so that like my business can still run, even though I'm not behind it, you know, from nine to five every day, if that makes sense. And, and I can still be happy with that and I can still do wonderful things. Yeah. So how have you overcome that resistance? Well, I know you came to the workshop, things I'm afraid to tell you, you mentioned it and I had known you online, not knowing this thing. And I was, I was completely shocked and awed by everything, but how have you overcome that over time? Um, I guess it's because when I, again, that whole flipping the switch on like how my thinking was coming to terms with the whole investment thing, I guess when I, when I really realized that all this time that I've been putting into my business these last few years and being able to make these investments with my brand and to invest in my education, all these wonderful things that have come out of that and how my business has grown. Like I'm actually like very, very thankful for my job. Whereas, you know, you could have asked me a couple of years ago and I could not have said that. And, and now like, I just have such a positive view of it. And, and obviously my job, like they're really great people there and it's a great team that I work on and I'm constantly learning there and, and it's, I can't say anything bad about it now, you know, and, and the company I work for has a very awesome, flexible, generous uh, benefits program. And so I'm able to go and take, like when I choose to take my vacation days, a lot of the times I'm investing them in my business and the fact that I am going to conferences and, and whatnot. So I'm very fortunate that I can kind of, I guess, have both passions, you know, on both sides of the table. Yes. I love that. I love that about you. Okay. So last but not least, what would you tell someone who's just starting out on this journey? I would tell you, it's what I said earlier, like you are far more capable of, you know, more than, you know, I mean, that's huge. There's so many times where I've had like struggles and I just like, I can't do this anymore. This is just too hard. And, you know, I've just kind of pushed through it and, and it was always worth it every single time. And, um, it's, it's been so fun. I don't know this, this whole journey of building my business. These last few years have been incredibly rewarding and, and I love it. I loved every minute of it. Okay, so now I also want to talk a little bit more about Age Inspired. The conference is going on this fall. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, absolutely. So Age Inspired. So Inspired came about two years ago, um, I guess, as a result of all of my learning and my passion for just like building a community and, and getting FaceTime with people and marrying that with like my own personal passion of helping others in my digital marketing background. There was like a lot of things that I could just see other um, creative owners, like what they could be doing better in their businesses if they just had some basic tools and, and knowledge. And um, that's kind of how Inspired came about. Out. So the next one is this September. The location is going to be revealed in the next week, but it's at a wonderful spot. And it's a few days long and it's not a very large group, right? You keep it pretty intimate. Yes, that was a huge thing for me. Um, so there's only uh, 30 attendees, 30 registration spots available. We have about 10 speakers. I don't really want to call them speakers because um, that's something that I'm kind of changing. Like I almost want to call them leaders in a way because what's so great about Inspired is that there's not this separation of attendees versus speakers. Like everyone's together. And this, like if you attend, 
you have a really great opportunity to just have one-on-one time with a lot of these speakers that you wouldn't wouldn't been been able to otherwise. And um, like a lot of the the speakers leaders that are coming, you know, they have their own coaching or or some kind of service offerings, and and now you're going to get them for four days. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not saying that, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast by any means would be a good fit, right? No, I've yeah. obviously spoken last year. I will be speaking this year as well. I'm excited about it. And I, from my experience, I can honestly say that for people listening, especially if you're in the creative field, that it all touches the wedding industry because that's your background. And there is like a large community around that world. I think particularly for that area, I think creatives in general would really get a lot out of it, but especially the wedding industry. I feel like I could honestly say, I really, Mm -hmm. you know, think this would be worth your time and money personally, because there's so much to be gained from it. I've loved it, obviously. And I'm not even in the wedding industry. You've actually offered people a discount for listening to the show right now. Yes. Um, there's um, a code just lively that you can use to get $200 off your registration. And it's available tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow, Friday, April 25th. So if you go to ahinspired2014.com, that is the website for the conference this year. Fantastic. And I'm actually an affiliate, so I will earn a small commission for people that do sign up through it. So by all means, I'm not trying to suggest this is for everyone. I really think it's for creatives, especially with that small intimate event. And especially if you're in the wedding industry, I think it could be a great opportunity. So check it out if that's your interest. If not, find the things that are right for you. You know, there's so many offerings, like we've said, that are free, that are paid. There's real live events. There's online events. There's so much that we can get and we can learn from. Please don't be like me that for so many years just going on and thinking I can figure this out by myself because there's so many great opportunities to go so much further and faster when you pair action with learning. Awesome. Thank you, Amber, so much for being on the show. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Amber, for being on the show. If you'd like to thank Amber yourself, please go over to Twitter and send her a message at Amber Housley. I'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one.